Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better, where we're going to look at the first two days of the Punchestown Festival, or essentially what might be just the Willie Mullins lap of honour. But we are going to tip you some winners. We are going to find some different angles in there. And boys, Tony Calvin, Kevin Blake, Dan Barber, joining me as always, you're not just allowed to tip the shortest price Willie Mullins horse in every race. Okay, have you got that, Dan Barber? Yeah, I admit you've given it a bigger build-up than I could have mustered. Plenty of willy odds on shots, but maybe we can get a couple of them chinned. Let's try. Come on, even I think we should try. TC, how prepped are you for this? Very prepped. Always prepped. Love it. Love that dedication. Annie's on a hangover. Kevin Blake, Punchestown Festival. It's a great week. And we could have a belter on Wednesday, which we'll get to in due course. Yeah, it's a great week. It's a great week for the race score. Um, look, I suppose it has the same problem that a lot of these end of season meetings have under both codes in that, you know, much of the questions have already been answered and we're just looking for them to be repeated here in not not in every case, but um, there's there, there's some nice rematches. And the one thing about Punchestown is it has some serious variety, um, not just with the handicaps, the banks races, the farmers race, the net of the mm. farmers race. One for the purists. I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the farmers race. I was there last year, enjoyed it. Good yeah, there's yeah, a mental one. That have you got us a winner for that? The first on Tuesday, is it the first on Tuesday? That race, no, Vanessa, no, no, um, don't uh, sully a great race with tips. I, 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 I have I have to get stuck into the farmers race actually, but um, <laughs> get me. lost. Ah, <laughs> no, you don't. Right, okay. <laughs> Lads, we are just going to focus on the grade ones, unless anyone else has got anything interesting to say away from that. So we're going to kick off with the Tuesday with the four fifteen race, which is the champion novice hurdle. This is over the two miles, and surprisingly to some, we get to see Fasal Vega here to back up the Cheltenham form in the Supreme behind Marine National. He's the eight to thirteen favorite currently. Some people thought they'd step him up in trip, but they've decided to keep him at the two miles. Diverge is next best at 100 to 30, bringing obviously that same form line in from the Supreme and Ilete Thompson there for that man, Willie Mullins, again at five to one. Found the 50 in there for Team Gordon and no looking back as well is the big outsider. Small field, all about Willie Mullins, but someone's going to tip up Founder 50, surely. Dan Barber. No. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was only 11 days ago that you fell out the back of the TV after jumping right at yeah. entry. So, I mean, he's got his workout. I do think if there's a bet in the race, it's diverged to get close to Fasal Vega um, than in the Supreme where he was dropped right out the back. The race developed ahead of him. He wasn't losing any more ground on Fasal Vega near the end. Fasal Vega's shown he's still got a blowout in him. He's had one of those so far. And I think Cheltenham sort of limited his potential as well. He was he was swept aside by Marine National. Drying ground, will that play to diverge his strengths more than Fasal Vega, considering his next flat horse with, with good flat form at that? Yes, I'd rather they swap the jockeys and Townend had picked him, but he was never going to get off Fasal Vega, who finished ahead of Diverge. But if it's a bet for me, it's, it's Diverge. Um, I think there's too much between them, potentially. Apparently I was muted, sorry guys. I was asking Kevin Blake if he could see the angle in on taking on Fasal Vega with anything in this. Um, no. And look, if you if you offered me some sort of fancy match bet there with uh, and it could it'd be an interesting market for this actually. If you if you had Fasal Vega in a match bet with Diverge minus the six lengths that he finished in front of him at Cheltenham, I think that'd be quite a lively heat. Um, because I, I look, I can see Dan's case for Diverge. 
It was only his third spin over hurdles. Um, he's surely going to improve again. But just the way the race panned out, like Diverge was out of the fire for an awful long time and came through late, whereas Fasal Vega, for me, was put into the fire too early. Um, a gap opened for Paul Town and they're quite a way out. Um, you know, high pressure, first race, Fav, etc. And he decided to take the gap and, and kick on. And I think probably it ended up being a little bit too soon. And then he's had that bit of a stumble at the last as well. Um, I think Marine National was the best horse on the day, but I don't think it was the very best of Fasal Vega. And don't forget, he did come into the, this race like off the back of what could hardly be considered an ideal prep in bombing out at Leopardstown, being lame afterwards, etc. So, um, look, I'm a fan of Fasal Vega. I have been all along. I think Sounder Surface is going to definitely help him. Um, you know, he backed up his Cheltenham effort at Punchestown last year, back in the bumper sphere. sphere. So, um, if you look, if you if an odds on shot is fine for you, straight, so be it. But um, there there might be some interesting ways there. We might we might get on to uh, the Betfair lads to see can they offer us a, a handicap match bet with Diverge just for a left field one. Come on, team Betfair, step up. Barry Orr is pricking his ears, scribbling notes down as we speak. TC. How are you playing this? Do you want an alternative market to get involved or do you have a bet as it is? Uh, well, Kevin's not going to get six lengths. I mean, Diverge was less than three lengths behind Russell Biden, wasn't he? So, um, oh, sorry, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, he's beaten six lengths all told. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, the, all the money, what there has been so far, has been for Diverge. It opened up nine to two on Sunday morning. Uh, that's been... Now, obviously, that's been that's been cut in. Ninety-two was taken, fours was taken. Now, hundred thirty for the sports, which is pretty much the general price. I can see it. I mean, like as as um, as Dan's articulated, it's he um, he came into it late, got messed around, going to two out, met a bit of trouble, uh, dived at the last. Uh, yeah, I I can see why that's been back, but um, yeah, I. I find it hard. I find it hard to see the Fav getting beat for, for again the reasons Kev said. So I've I've agreed with Dan and Kev uh, for two different reasons. Okay, fair. <laughs> Let- who, who would who would you back in my handicap match bet, TC? Adjusted uh, to the actual distance of whatever it was, six, three and a quarter. No, length. If, if if it was six lengths, you'd probably be betting two to five diverge, seven to four facile, wouldn't you? Oh no, I wouldn't. Yeah, maybe. two, two, two and three quarter lengths it is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but if it was, <laughs> even if it was, um, Basal Vega, if you twisted my arm. Oh, there we go. Okay, get a get um, a price up, Betfair. Come on, come on, Barry. Um, I'll be pinging into the group imminently. Everyone, WhatsApp group, beware. Uh, what, 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 very quickly, what is what ground are we looking at? I'm I'm working on the basis of good to soft. Is that would that be right? Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's what it is right. currently. Yeah, yielding yeah, to e- soft. Easy side of good. We don't have good to soft in Ireland. Vanessa. Yielding to soft. I said yielding to soft. It was him that said good to soft. I know. We. I tell you what. Yeah, we do need. we need um, Brendan too pretty for prison jukes on our WhatsApp <laughs> telling us the, the paddock stuff because that's vitally important that punches down. Let's move yeah, on. Guys. We're supposed to be keeping this show short and snappy for everyone. Yeah, uh, the four fifty. Can moan as much as he wants. This waffle on. Come on. I did say that we were only looking at the grade ones, but all of you have kicked up a stink about wanting to talk about the handicap hurdle, the four fifty on day one. It's over the two miles. It's a high, pretty high grade event, and as a result, it's competitive as you like. Plenty of prize money in there. Merlin Giant for Emmett Mullins nine to two. Brazil in there at eleven to two. Pordy Roach and Willie Mullins has Takeo 
going there at six to one. Those are your top three in the market. I'm not going through all of them, but Dan, make your case because you were one of the people who wanted to talk about this race. So please make it worthwhile. Yeah, I like to couple against the field, actually. My first protocol on the horse that I favourite is Brazil, based on what he did on his only other previous run in a handicap, where he won the Boodles. Yes, Gaelic Warrior would have beaten him had he not jumped right throughout, but I still think that's really good handicap form. The likes of HMS Seahorse just behind him, he's advertised that. I just, I just don't think he's been well suited by any of his races this season, even the time he won when he was getting weight off them, because I just don't think he wants tactical affairs. He'd be one, but the other one who's trying to tap into this jockey angle, because you lot are, I suspect will be more all over it than I am, but the kid who's riding Fidudari for, for Gordon, he's getting a lot of, a lot of pop at the moment, isn't he? People are a bit obsessed that he's one of the, the coming forces and Gordon's using him quite regularly. Um, he's got the ride on Fidudari, who he just looks too big for me based on, some of his really good hurdles formed. The star run earlier in the in September. He's fairly fresh. He's had just two or three starts this calendar year. And he won at Leopardstown two starts back. And then he didn't disgrace himself at Cork. I see him being a better horse back in a big field handicap when you consider this time last season when he was with Henderson. He was second at Aintree. He was second in a good race at Ascot. And he finished second at this meeting last season as well in his final outing for Henderson. So they were the two I very much liked. And Fidudere was a was 14-16s earlier, which I thought was generous. I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't have him much bigger than nine, maybe ten. Well, yeah, currently 14 to 1 on the sports, but with Danny Gilligan in the saddle, like you say, sort of a lad on everyone's talking point at the moment. Uh Kevin, over to you. Did you put your hand up as wanting to talk about this as well? The handicap hurdle? Yeah, Brazil was the one I liked as well. Oh, um, okay, here we go. The boys from Brazil. The... Yeah, exactly. Nuts! Nuts! <laughs> um, as Dan, as Dan says, look that 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 boodles form does stand out, and like don't forget, it's you know plenty of focus was on Gaelic Warrior. Obviously, a good thing beaten because he jumped right, but like he he contributed to like basically an assault on on, on Brazil at the second flight that day. In his jumping mm. right, he got he got squeezed right back, and it was a bad old piece of interference. So for all that Gaelic warrior was was his own enemy, Brazil had to overcome his own bit of adversity too. And like Dan says, like he's been campaigned in graded race, small field graded races since managing to win one hasn't had an impact on his handicap mark, but he just the way he goes and everything else, he just looks like one that will be better in a big field handicap rather than one of those small field graded races. Uh, and he was very eye-catching, I thought, on the flat at Leopardstown last time. I suspect there'll be a nice day in him on the flat at some point too, but um, that represented a lovely cobweb blower. And um, yeah, I, I think he's got a, got a big, big chance here. Okay, two votes for Brazil. Interesting. TC, you're not going to make it three, are you? No, no. Oh. Um, Sportsbook are playing five places here. I backed a couple each way. Um, the price has shortened on tax for max, but um, was 20s. When the betting opened, I think it was 18s with the sportsbook on Sunday afternoon. That's come into about tens now, but I can see why the money's there. He traded at 1.38 when beating a length in this race last year. He is two pound higher, but um, he's won his both of his starts at this course since. Um, was a good six at the DRF. Ran okay at Ferry House last time. I just thought, I thought he was he was he was very very solid. Uh, and the other one is one last tango. Um again it's the form is it's progressing. Get that dancing gif out if that wins TC. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 
I'm going to start charging them a monkey every time they do that. <laughs> I'm being ridiculed every time they will that. Yeah. Do you regret? Do you regret doing it, TC? Do you regret it? No, because the more people moan and take the piss, I I I just rail against it. So yeah, mm. I, yeah, but, yeah. It was a moment of weakness, but we all have them. Uh, what, what else <laughs> I talking about? Oh, one last tango. Yeah, I actually. Someone said I looked like the tango man on that as well, didn't I? <laughs> uh, just blood pressure more than anything else. Uh, <laughs> wine staining um um go on make the case we've got to move on yeah, uh, one off 104 here um in october now up to 124 but it's fully justified ran really well when second under a penalty to henning last time henning runs in the first and it was also one off a seven pound higher mark since so i think what one last tango at uh industry best 12s uh with the sports with the extra place yeah, I'm playing two against the field each way. Tax for, tax for Max and a one last tango. Okay, on we roll. Back to just grade ones now. Sorry for that slight diversion, but hopefully we've flagged up a few winners. Um, or a winner. 525, champion chase. Energumine is your one to three favourite, the dual champion chaser. And looks like this could just be a nice lap of honour for him, essentially. Gentleman to me, the quirky one that is for the same team at nine to two. Blue Lord again, eight to one for Willie Mullins. Uh, Magic Days, the mayor in there for the De Bromhead Yard at 20. Shakan, the old boy in there as well, 33s. And Rebel Gold is your 40 to one outsider currently on the sports book. That is the full field. Basically, has anyone got anything against the Nergamine? Dan, over to you. If you don't, keep it short and sweet. Well, I think his two champion chases have fallen apart, but even the balance of his form is much better than these. And he'll probably just ta- track gentleman to me. I think Shaq and Poursoir needs to sort himself out because he's not actually fourth in the betting. So we're actually deprived of a one, two, three, four first in the market for Mullins <laughs> here. So come on up your game, old boy. Come on, the old boy. Pull something out of the fire. Um Kevin, over to you. Just all about an argument. What might chase him home? Yeah, look at look at my kind of long-standing view is he's actually better going right-handed. Um, he's he's pretty much unblemished going that way. Bar that the day against Shishkin, no shame in that. And um, yeah, look, it's not his fault that his two champion chases are falling apart. You know, he is he is top class and he's just better better than all these. So I expect him to have the victory lap you just mentioned, and I. Looking at those against them, like I don't think any of them are reliable enough at this stage to hang your hat on them for the forecast either. So, no. um, yeah, yeah, one, one to you know, watch and enjoy. Yeah, that's just it. They're unreliable in behind him. And I'm glad we're all in agreement that his two champion chases have fallen apart because when I said that post-race, people got cross with me for not, you know, giving him the praise he deserves. But there's no getting away from that, is it, TC? No, I mean, it could be a messy race because four of these like to go forward, don't they? You've got Gentleman to me, Rebel Gold, Magic Days. We just scratched herself. My worst ever back to lay ever oh at Cheltenham was good. Didn't even go one. Oh. Um, no, the, the start was a start of shambles, wasn't it? Was it? Mm. All right. All right. I, I want a justice refund then. Look <laughs> <laughs> uh, good uh, in the paddock. Yeah, yeah. I should have known. <laughs> I'm in the paddock. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. I think the horse who's ridden as a non-trier is going to come second here, isn't it? What that's going to be, I don't know. I mean, Blue Lord would be the obvious one from off the pace, but did you back that horse after the last two runs? Well, definitely the last run, even though I mean, there might have not been his trip, but no. Um, no I mean, I think uh, Anergamy is around about four to nine on the exchange, and 
Whisper it quietly. That's probably not that bad a price. <laughs> <laughs> Lordy Lord. Okay, I think we should just move on. Uh, the 635 is the next grade one on the cards, and it is your champion novice chase over the three oh, miles yes. for the stairs. Oh, Kevin's got excited. Journey with me, five to two, up in grade, up in trip for the Henry the Bromhead Yard. Sir Gerhard looking to get a season back on track. Willie Mullins, Paddy Mullins in the saddle at 100 to 30. Classic getaway in here, hasn't been seen since November at Goran, seven to two. Appreciate the choice of Paul Townend at four to one. James de Burley, Willie Mullins, Daryl Jacob for that. The double green, as TC likes to call it, seven to one. Those are your top. <laughs> like, you look like Ammo Racing's racing manager with that top on, don't you? Uh, the the the. Uh, I mean. There's no getting away from the fact that obviously there's a load of Willie Mullins horses in here, but that does not take away from it being a fascinating race. Mm. I think it's fair to say, Kev. Yeah, look, your best grade one of the day in terms of competitiveness, no question. Yeah. Um, really competitive betting heat, like you say. Most of them are trained by Willie, but look, they're here having a crack against each other and they will all be doing their best, as we've seen a couple of times this season. They're not slow to, to cut the noses off each other when things get tight. Uh, so, and look, I think what makes this race an attractive betting proposition is the presence of Sir Gerhard. Um, I have never had him as a stare. Um, said as much before Cheltenham. I, I couldn't believe they ran him in the Brown Advisory. Couldn't believe he went off three to one. Um, and can't say I was surprised he ran like he did. Um, they reverted her back to two and a half at Fairy House and he got worried out of it late on. Like, yeah, it looked, I know you, you always look silly when you when you kind of go the direct opposite of what William Mullins clearly thinks. But like for me, I, I'd be running them over two miles every day of the week. But um, anyway, here we are back at three miles, albeit a sharper one. Um, but but you've you've got to take him on. He's three to one or so. He's taken a good chunk out of the market. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm pretty pretty happy to do that. Um, and the one I like most against them is Journey with Me. Um, Ooh. Henry de Bromhead, patchy season. You'd have to say in form terms, came good at Cheltenham. Has has been pretty good in the main since. So I, I think they're okay. And this fella has been like this fella had a fair amount of kind of hype and expectation attached to him early. Um, and they've mined him this season and um, they've only run him in two grade threes after winning his maiden chase. He was just touched off by Impervious, who won the Mayor's Chase at Cheltenham afterwards. And he won what was probably just a, an all right sort of grade three at Nace last time um, without blowing anyone's socks off. But um, the main thing is, Vanessa, look, he's been kept out of the fire. Hasn't been to Cheltenham, hasn't been to Fairy House, hasn't been to Aintree. Um, All of his big rivals have been significantly busier than him. Um, with the exception of classic getaway and I think that freshness is going to stand to him I think this is the right time to go up and trip and um, they did it at Punchestown last year over hurdles it didn't work out but um, as was kind of well spoken about at the time like Henry's were absolutely rotten at Punchestown last year and um, they really struggled and he was one that fit into that mold so I think this could be his day Vanessa and what's a super little race journey with me will do Lovely. Okay, five to two, top of the market. TC, over to you. Do you find it as interesting as myself and Kevin do? Uh, yeah, it's a good little race, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I think other positives for Journey with me is I think might get an easy lead. Uh, for Lee, well, Mullins might try to spoil the, the mix, but for Lee does like to go forward. And that, that's an interestingly campaigned horse, that, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Classic Emmett, in it? Just so creative. Yeah. <laughs> Unconventional, isn't it? Yeah, maiden hurdles, grade one, three mile chases. Now, um, yeah, I, for all the reasons Kev said, I I was looking to side with Journey with me, but I was decidedly underwhelmed by five to two. Um, I had a look at this 
yesterday morning before the prices you know came back out and I was hoping for at least a point bigger than than that so yeah um I can see that the trip is a question mark as well as the price so I won't be having a bet in the race but yeah I was looking if journey journey for me does drift to about 72 I might have a little bit on okay two relatively positive notes for journey with me Dan um where did you land in this yeah with him too and I don't I don't I don't think uh, factoring in likelihood of showing form i don't think five to two is that bad a price because the other thing with cigar hard for me is that they're running him really regularly all of a sudden and he had that long absence will he st- will he stand another run i hope he runs a bit faster than i'm talking i guess um i just think journey with me is really solid and he's coming here fresh he's missed both major festivals i think they've half lost appreciate it i'm not sure they seem to be struggling how to ride him they seem to be struggling with what trip he wants does he really want three and classic getaway, missed time, won impressively, and has then missed almost as long again. So they surely scope that two or three of the Mullins horses blows out here. And I'm pretty confident the journey me, with me will be right on it. And that's why I don't think five to two is a bad price, given the doubts about the opposition. OK, let's roll on to Wednesday then. Unless anyone's got any other business for Tuesday? Don't think so? No? Oh, no, I don't. I don't. No, okay, let's roll on to Wednesday. Uh, we'll kick off with the first grade one of the day on Wednesday, which is the 5.20. It's your novice hurdle this time over the three miles. And we get to see Gaelic Warrior bring in the Ballymore form, obviously finished second in that to a stable mate. He is up at the top of the market, but he's taking on the likes of Three Car Bragg and a few others from the Albert Bartlett. So we've got crossover novice form here. Um TC, let's start with you. I, 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 this, this race, I didn't like it. Didn't like the look of this race. Just too many horses I don't trust or don't like over the trip, basically. Do you have a strong view? Um, yes. Gaelic Warrior, I mean, up to three miles. I mean, I didn't see that coming, but, you know, shaped as if it was well worth a try last time. Obviously, the, there's a jockey upgrade there as well. Um, again, I thought it was a little bit too short with, with the stamina. Um, I'm going to have a bet on Salvador Ziggy at six to one each way. Uh, I'd like strong handicap form coming back to not coming up. I think that grounds them a lot. Um, also, he obviously bumps into a very well handicapped horse. Um, I think Dan will come on to just how well handicapped good boy Johnny was and probably should have gone very close to eight tree uh, last time. Yeah, I thought six to one was very, very solid. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a deep enough race. You got Affa Affa Dale, um, whatever, whatever it's Fiori. called. Fiore. Affa Fiore. The one that was that, the one mistake I've ever heard Richard Hoyles make in all of his career. He was he got out of jail actually at Cheltenham. He was called in that affordable fury all the way through the race. So he'd have had to do a a, a read commentary if that one would have run. Uh, oh. I, I just thought Salvador Ziggy was. Very, very solid. And I thought sixes was quite an attractive price, actually. My favourite commentary mistake going back was that time uh, the cat mistook Mick Fitzgerald and uh, Kyber Kim for um, Levantine and Mike yes, Lurcock at yes. Newbury. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was the very best. Oh, like, Levantine was like 500 Betfair SP probably, and, and cat oh. was nearly falling over shocked. It was glorious. Um, go on, Dan. You can take it away because you were fist pumping there. You like the good time. Yeah, I was poop pooping. Yeah, I was. I mean, I... I mean, six is each way is a knocking bet for me. I think he's um, 
Mega solid, as Tony says. Proper handicap form. Good time, Johnny. Could have won at Aintree next time if things had gone better. And if he didn't win, he were, he'd have run into a very well-handicapped horse in West Bobor. Anyway, your angle to take on Gaelic Warrior is the trip and his general waywardness, I think. I'd be, I can't imagine on come race time we'll be able to back um, Salvador Ziggy each way and lose on the race if he finishes place. I reckon he'll be off four, seven to two, something like that. Lordy, okay. And over to you, Kev. Yeah, I'm actually with the lads um, because oh. I, I am I am a big fan of Gaelic Warrior. I, 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 yeah, going up in trip, you can see why um, they don't want to take Fasal, take on Fasal Vega two. They don't want to take on Imperia Passe at two and a half. So they said, okay, run in the three mile, and we'll probably be even money. But yeah, look at look getting back right handed is clearly a big help. Um, and while if you look at the the last two hurdles at Cheltenham, you'll say Asher, it's worth a go. You know, he finished off quite well, but um, like he wasn't the easiest, simplest of rides for Patrick. Now they they decided to ride him a small bit quieter and he, he was strong enough now and he kind of jumped his way into a prominent position early and Patrick ran them right back again and it's like they were riding off they were riding to get the trip or what, but it it, it was a it, it was a funny old run, I thought. Um so while I like the horse a lot and I, it wouldn't be a shock if he stayed three miles. Um, I think even money is 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 short enough now. You know, when Salvador Ziggy is only you know, something like seven pounds lower than him on officials, you've no question whatsoever about the stamina. You know, the best run of his life was last time. So he's potentially coming forward. He's fresh. You know, I think there's an awful lot of pluses if you if you're if you're getting your balaclava on and um backing the Salvador Ziggy each way. You know, if Gaelic Warrior goes and beats you fair and square, so be it. But geez, you'd be you'd be you'd be you'd be throwing the balaclava into the river now if this fella doesn't finish in the first three, would you? <laughs> I'll, tell you I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm also gonna have another play in the race. Uh when the betting without markets come out, anything law for five to two, um uh Salvador Ziggy without the favourite, because I do respect the favourite. Um, oh. I think obviously clearly the most likely winner. I think betting without is a very good safety net as well as each way angle as well. Okay, interesting. All about the Salvador Ziggy, six to one currently in the full market with Betfair on the sports book. Let's move on, lads, to the Punchestown Gold Cup, 555, three miles. And by some miracle of the Financial Conduct Authority, we get to see Brave Man's game. This is exciting. Taking on Galloping Deschamps again. Up until what today, basically, this looked like it was going to be a piss poor race, all about just galloping to chomps, cantering around, jumping a clear round. He's two to seven at the top of the market, but all of a sudden, Brave Man's game gets the run for Paul Nichols, Harry Cobden, nine to two, and the rematch is on. I'm excited about it. Envoy Allen <laughs> steps up in trip after winning, obviously, at the Cheltenham Festival in the Ryanair, 11 to one. Huick. 22s, Fury Road, 33s, fast or slow, 66s. All about the top two in the market. Everyone's laughing at my level of excitement, Dan, but you're not. You're with and me on this. I wonder if any margin in us, Kev getting the balaclava out of the river and putting it back <laughs> oh. on for, for Brave Man's game. I mean, that's, I, wouldn't normally, I wouldn't normally like uh, bets like that in a two-place market, but I do. Th- as long as the race doesn't come too soon for him, I mean, stop the race at the last which you can't do because it's run over the full Gold Cup trip, but he was giving Galapan de Champs more of a race. Look, I think Galapan would probably just kick him out of the way again, but Brave Man's run his face off, and he's a much better horse than Envoy Allen, if you ask me, and he's better than the other three as well. 
So as long as he doesn't pay for trying to beat Gallop and Deschamps, which could happen, I find it hard to see there being miles between them again. And again, quarter of the odds, you actually make your four and a half to one him and therefore a shade of odds against that he finishes placed. Yeah, so bet- betting shop managers everywhere. If you see a, <laughs> if you see a man come in with a soggy balaclava, there'll be no secret as to who it is. See a man who can't really see above the counter. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like the it's like the scene in Heat when they go into the bank, isn't it? You've got 10 people going in in Baron of Kevin, Kevin Blake. How are you playing this race? You need a machine yes. gun to get on, actually. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it might. You know, it's it's obviously all about the Gold Cup winner. He, we know he looked like a monster yeah. and under that terrific ride. Everyone made me swing round to the opinion of, but Brave Man's game does make this. <coughs> he does. He does. I wonder. <laughs> well, well, the Betfair odds compiling team are, are familiarising themselves with the concept of the handicap match bet. Maybe they can do it again here. Because, um, yes, Gallop and the Champ with a seven-length head start over Brave Man's game might just get tempt a few people in. And, you know, I just can't escape the fact that for the last two years, Gallop and the Champ's best effort of the season has been a Punchestown. Yeah. He's gone and won at Cheltenham and turned up a Punchestown and just been better. Um, sorry, I tell a lie. He turned up a fairy house last year, but in his, you know, in his effort after Cheltenham, he's improved at it. And... They haven't, you know, he hasn't had a, a, a rigorous campaign. I could, I, I, I just could just see him putting on a show. Um, fantastic that Brave Man's game is going over, you know, not Paul Nichols' first rodeo and, and going into hostile territory for this race in particular. So fantastic to see he's over now, but he's um, he's bumping into one and galloping the champ now that looks a fair few notches above above ordinary. So I could see galloping the champ putting on a show here and winning by 10 lengths plus, to be honest. Lordy, okay. Uh, well, that would be great. We'd love to see that. But TC, is there a different way to play this race, or is it just about the winner will be galloping to Sean? Yeah, I think I think we've got to be betting on how much the uh, financial conduct authority squeezed out of Brian Drew. Retire <laughs> <laughs> for brave man. How are we bet? How are we betting, lads? How are we betting? Uh, what's quite interesting for this race? I can't believe that they're running fast or slow here. I mean. He's off a mark of he's he rated 154, and I mean most people would have just tucked him away and gone for the Labrooks Trophy or whatever it's called. What's that ultimate farm worth, though, TC? <laughs> was it worth? Yeah, well, yeah. we did get to find out how, how good the the third was, did we, on Saturday when it got pulled out? But yeah, I mean that obviously that's strong as it gets, and he's he's 66 to one each way. That wouldn't interest me because you are just burning the win part of the bet. I there's no firms have priced that without yet. I might just have, if I can get around about 25 to 1, 20, 25 to 1, I might chuck a few quid up fast or slow because, uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's mustard handicap form. And I don't think the ratings probably give him as much justice um, as he is for that, for that performance. So, yeah, I mean, if I can get 20 to 1 plus fast or slow without, yeah, I probably that's the probably angle into the race. Okay. Didn't think that the 661 outside was going to get mentioned here, but TC always springing a surprise. Um, just the grade one champion bumper to discuss on the Wednesday. And actually the only person who wanted to discuss that was Dan Barber. Obviously a dream to share as your likely favourite after winning the champion bumper at Cheltenham looks to back that run up here and nothing to suggest really that he won't be able to do that on the sort of ground he's going to get as well. Um 
we don't have prices for this race, Dan. So what was your angle in? At this yeah, I, just, I think I, yeah, I wouldn't be laying him at any odds any odds against I know that much um it was just a theory that I liked it for me going into the Cheltenham race but I thought a dream to share beat him despite probably the ground not being as ideal for him I mean he's just a really fast horse isn't he he'll he'll make hay next season he'll probably be a good flat horse if they want to send him in that direction I can just see him really opening up here longish straight quickish ground accent on pace I could see him winning convincingly so I might even look at those length in your odds markets things like that he'd get him to win by by daylight okay go and retrieve that balaclava Dan because <laughs> the prices are coming up six okay. to four is the biggest general five to four the sports book are still to come up but I don't think you'll be beating six to four no no way there you go. Okay, that wraps up a quick rattle through the Punchestown grade ones on day one and day two. We'll be back later in the week, but naps, please, boys. Um, Kevin Blake. Well, one of you should nap Salvador Ziggy, but I don't think it's going to be you, Kevin Blake. No, I'll go for Brazil, please. Ah, yes, very good. Okay, TC, over to you. Yeah, Salvador Ziggy, win and place. Love it, yes. We can't, we can't, we can't take the sports book six to one on this program. We're, we're too, uh, we're too fair. But yeah, winning place, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Dan, were you going to go with either of those two, or have you got something else? Yeah, I was, but I'll, I'll spread, I'll spread the love, and I'll go with Journey with me in the six thirty-five at Punches Down, the champion novice chase. Okay. That was a rattle through, lads. Thank you very much for that. Like I say, we will be back later in the week to discuss the rest of the grade ones throughout Punchestown. But for now, thank you very much for watching and listening as always please do enjoy the Cheltenham Festival but do it responsibly gamble responsibly and join us again later on what you said Cheltenham Festival oh nearly got to the end of the show I wish I wish it was a Cheltenham Festival we could have it right off I'm going to have a 28 race acre (laughs) yeah rewind rewind I'd still get one of them beating me (laughs) Please, please do enjoy the Punchestown Festival, but do it responsibly. Gamble responsibly. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.